birthday was right after 420. That makes sense. Okay. Okay. That does make sense. Good connection. I like how you did that. Yep. Okay. That top bun is looking real nice. It's looking good. It's looking good. We out here and we're matching today. <laughs> good morning, you guys. Happy Earth Day to all of you. Um, I'm excited that we're back. Last week we skipped a week for the opening of the studio and um, we're back. So it's really, it feels really good to be back on here, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I, I, I mean, it's like, it's like from the last time I talked to you to this week. Two weeks is like wow. Oh man, girl, you know I'll be moving fast. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's been good. It's been good. Um, what's new with you? How are you doing? I'm good. So I finished up the hospital Sunday, two weeks off. Wow. Oh. which is like so in alignment with our talk today, right? On Create. <laughs> so um, for those of you who are not familiar and are kind of jumping in, so um, all month long we've been doing a series on um, for the wellness entrepreneurs that are out here in the game, trying to figure it out, trying to get it. Um, and I have a mentorship program called Decolonize Your Teaching that runs through every quarter. And we have graduated 15 teachers worldwide so far. We have another group that's going through right now, which is amazing. And so I wanted to kind of take a page out of that book, if you will, and drop a little bit on each module that's in the course, because I found that there's some really important information that needs to be shared, particularly with um, people who are in the wellness industry. I talked about this a little bit on stories yesterday. So, um, you know, it's even... Thank you. I was inspired by Nicole Cardoza and she had gone and, and said some really awesome stuff in an in a IG um, TV that she that she re- recently posted. So highly recommend you go check it out. But I thought it was some really important points that she made about what's happening and the changes that are occurring in the wellness industry, particularly as they relate to yoga teachers. Hey, um, so... All month, we've been talking about different topics. Our very first week, we talked about clarity. So what does it mean to be clear um, and how that can help you get to your goals? The second week, we talked about observation and listening. So really tuning in to that inner voice. Um, Did we do a meditation? I can't remember. I don't think so. That might have been a different day. Good morning, Shanila, and happy birthday. It's Shanila's birthday today. Yes. So um, today, the next sort of phase of that, so the way that it's kind of flowing through, if you see it, it's like, okay, we want to get clarity. Okay. What are we offering? What are we doing? And then the um, the second piece, observing and listening. So what what is my internal compass telling me? Hey, Alicia, good morning. Um, you know, like what what kind of, um, what's my vision? We always talk about that, right? Like receiving your, receiving my vision, um, and what inspiration or ideas can I receive 
internally to put into action in the world. So the third module or the third talk, which is today's talk, is around create. This is the activate model. So this is when we really get into starting to bring all of those things together and bring them to life. So um, it's exciting to be talking about this because this is an area that a lot of people struggle with. Um, and so we're going to touch on three basic, uh, fundamentals. Let's look up the definition of creativity though, while we're at it. Cause you know how we do. Yes. I'm just going to look up the word creative. Okay. Relating to or involving the imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of an artistic work. Okay. Um, I'm just going to also look up creativity here just to see. So creativity is the use of imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of artistic work. So pretty much the same thing. I love the piece in here. And Nicole, you can speak to this. Oops. I love the piece in here about, um, yes, yes. And, um, I think that I want, I'll, I'll just let you run with that because I already know. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's interesting because I think I just looked up the word create Monday for something. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that struck me as well is that piece of imagination. And, you know, you and I talk a lot about vision. Mm-hmm. And we talk about, you know, what is real and what is, what, what is, what is a vision. And I always say that it's yours, no mm-hmm. matter you can put it down two years and come back to it and it will still be there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that piece of imagination that there's so much freedom in that word. Yes. Because, because that means it doesn't have to be currently in existence. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that piece. Then, right. Imagination means it, it's what, what we're talking about. It's creating something that's never been seen before. Ooh. Yes. And like you have so much dominion, right? Within that to decide what you want it to look like, right? This is where stuff like visualization is comes into play and is really amazing. Um yes, I love the piece about imagination and and the idea of original ideas, right? So we know nothing is new under the sun, right? Everything's just been done in a different way. However, this idea of um, original ideas, for me, I think I'm thinking about like when we talk about being in meditation and receiving a vision or receiving an idea, to me, that's original idea. Whereas a lot of people, for example, um, will look to someone else or another person's work or which is fine to get inspiration from there. But how many of us are really looking internally for that inspiration and the guidance and the ideas versus saying, oh, well, let me see what other people are doing. Um, And so I think it's really, really, really important to be able to say, um, I'm going to I'm going to go in and look for these ideas versus look out. Right. Yes. Yeah. Original. So I, and I love the distinction between inspiration and creation. Mm. Creation is not, you know, creation Creation, creativity will inspire you right. to do those things versus seeing something and then being moved. And I think you're seeing a lot of that right now because people are really, people are really realizing there's an open portal right now, Oof. right? There's yeah. this big open portal. So people are learning stuff online quick. I mean, your great grandmother knows how to Zoom right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> real talk. 
Everybody out here with the zoom, 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 and a zoom, zoom. Jakaya. Exactly. I love that. You're right. Because, you know, right now we're just adapting and we will adapt again when the situation changes. But the reality is some people are going to continue to be doing this work and some people will not. Um, don't worry. That button is perfect, girl. Um, there, Okay. There's one little flyaway, but hey, she cute. Um, so... <laughs> So anyway, whenever we are saying something that is hitting home or making sense, please throw up hearts and or drop any questions that you have. Um, I want to talk now about these the three main sections, the three main pieces that make up a visual brand identity. So what we're going to talk about is about visual branding and visual brand identity. Okay, And you can throw up questions that you have around this. A visual brand identity is something that you create to reflect and represent the feelings and the description of what your brand is about, of what you offer, what your service is about. Um, so if I am a, so within that visual brand identity, there are three main components. Okay. And the three components that are critical and basically the foundation of it all are going to be your colors, your fonts, and your imagery. Colors, fonts, and imagery. These are the foundational things that are going to make up your uh, visual brand identity. Okay. Now, why is a visual brand identity important? Why do I need one? Well, here's the thing. Um, when you create a visual brand identity and you're consistent with your colors, you're consistent with your fonts, you're consistent with your editing style and your in your images, and they have a similar feeling, people start to begin recognizing and expecting and just knowing that this is how you're going to show up, right? This is how your brand shows up. So whether you have like a vintage 90s feel or you have a very modern architectural style with a lot of lines and things. So it just, you know, it, it all depends on what makes sense for your brand. But essentially, you develop a style. Those three components start to develop a style. And the, that style is saying something. That style is conveying something to the people on the other side. So colors have meaning. And I want you to talk about this here in just a moment in like color therapy from a, from a mental health standpoint and just from, a, just from a, an awareness standpoint of just like the power of color. So color is the first thing. When someone, from when you see a, a vibrant red, you're going to get a completely different energy than a midnight blue, right? Or a sky blue. So when we're thinking about color, we're really looking at how can we convey different emotions. And Nicole, I know you can definitely speak to this. How we can convey different emotion um, and feeling through color. I'll let you speak on that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, we're not going to say anything earth-shattering here, but I think what I really loved about what you say is it's, it's, it's communication. It's conveying. And it's a way to really kind of... It's part of you. You know, I've watched you with Afro Yoga. Hmm. Um, and the brand... 
brain, the uh, it, and I see how we tease you about you're always on brand when you whenever whenever you're wearing things and we tease you. Um, but you always say, "But I love these, colors, but I love these colors." Like it's me. The other thing about um, consistency, people, the brain looks familiar. So when you yes. talk about. Yeah, when you talk about fonts and visuals, the brand loves familiar. So that's why you, the brands stay true to what they are. They don't veer too far out of that because it confuses people. And once people start thinking, you know, it's they don't want to have to think. Right? They don't want to have to think too much. Yeah, not in a bad way, but in a, the brand loves familiar. So color is very important. It emits emotion, but also it soothes and it comforts people and it lets them know, oh, this is Angie. Oh, this is Afro Yoga. Right, right. And this is like so important because I've seen this and like people will have an Instagram feed that looks one way and you click their link in bio and you're taken somewhere where you're like, am I, did I click the wrong link? Like, where was I? Like, right. You're like, You're like, you feel like you're, you've landed somewhere completely different. Now you don't even remember where the hell you were because you're trying to figure out there's no cohesion. There's no consistency. Right. And so that is going, that disrupts the trust. Let that sink in because part of this consistency visually that you're, that you're giving your, your, your audience is a, is a development of trust, Right. So what that means is that I've come to know that this is what I'm going to expect. And I trust that when I come onto your platform, this is what I'm going to see. This is what I'm going to feel. This is what I'm going to experience. Sorry, say that again. It's that more. So I'm going to get more of this, right? Because this is what got me here. So when you don't get more of that, then that's, you know, it's like a it's relationship. Com- We're like, wait a minute, hold up. <laughs> like, or imagine going to like your favorite restaurant and you like, you get your favorite thing and then you show up one day and it's a Japanese restaurant and you show up the next time and they're serving like hamburgers. You're like, whoa, <laughs> what happened? Am I still in the same, is this still the same restaurant? Right? Yeah, and so we, yes, and when we go back for more, like you said, we go back for, we want to try that dish again. It was so good. We want to go have it again, Right. We want to have that experience again. So it's very important to be delivering a consistent brand experience every time. And colors are one of the most important ways to do that. Okay. The next piece that is important is your fonts. So again, you know, we're talking about lines. We're talking about um, curves, right? So we have fonts that are more straight lined. We have fonts that have um, curves in them. We have fonts that have like a funky combination of both. Um, your your typeface, your font is also a a, a way that it, that's of expression. Like a, a a handwritten font that looks like someone scribbled is different than a very straightforward, you know, newspaper style font. Right? They emit different types of emotion, and they they. So when I'm looking at a playful handwritten font, I feel like there's creativity involved or it's, it's bringing out some childlike energy, not in a negative way, but just like this feels laid back, this feels relaxed versus something like a newspaper Times New Roman font that feels very official, right? Like we're talking about, a, we're talking about news, something that you're supposed to be able to trust. We need something that's going to give us that feeling of like, okay, because if I hop into the news and I'm seeing handwritten font, I'm going to be like, 
okay, what's right. what's really going on here, right? Exactly. <laughs> like who broke who broke into the system? <laughs> yeah. So you you paid for this, but you didn't have money. <laughs> but you did this part on your own, right? <laughs> Girl. So um Hi, Nicole. I did a little series yesterday on Instagram stories based on the IGTV video that you shared for yoga teachers. And it was so awesome. Um, so I just wanted to shout you out, Nicole. Doing amazing, amazing work. If you don't already follow her, you definitely should be. They are raising funds um, for people who've been affected by COVID, specifically in the wellness industry, yoga teachers. They're doing amazing work. So make sure you follow them and keep up. Um so yeah, so fonts are another huge piece of this this branding stuff. Um, so when you're thinking about the type of font that you should choose, you really, again, want to think about what kind of feeling, what kind of emotion am I trying to emit? What kind of experience do I want my audience to have? And will this font style or combination um, bring forth that... Um, that energy. So if I'm, if I have a very feminine brand, let's say I'm selling, uh, let's say I'm selling panties. Okay. I'm out here selling panties and, um, I, it wouldn't make sense for me to be using a times new Roman font necessarily. I want something that feels feminine and sensual and curvy, right? Like you, you would want to bring something like that forward. So that's really important to think about. So colors, fonts, and those put together really, really help emit, again, a certain energy, a certain style that's really going to convey what is your brand about? What kind of experience do you want people to have with your brand? And then the last thing, and this is probably one of, this, this piece is absolutely critical. And this is, I think, where a lot of people um, trip up, is the imagery. So imagery... And when I'm talking about imagery, I'm talking about a couple different things. When I'm talking about imagery, I'm talking about the actual image. So what the image looks like. And then I'm also talking about the editing style. So how do you how do, how is that photo edited and, and how that also brings a certain feeling forward? So you may have, you know, for me, my photographer, Nicolette, which I love, she has a very, uh, she's got a way of dramatizing the photo. Like the, the photo just has this dramatic element, but it's not over the top. It's still minimalist. It just like really kind of captivates you. And I love that particular style. But for someone else, you may want like that really, you know, bright, airy, whimsical, bohemian style where there's a lot of light. And so it just really depends. Or you might be a person who likes to have very, very warm edited photos. So your the tones in your photos feel very warm and a little bit orangey because you're conveying something. Maybe it's like a brand that's centered around sun, uh, sunscreen or something beachy, right? It would make sense that the images would have a warmth to them. So your, your images um, are what's actually in the image themselves and then how those photos are edited. Um, the lighting, et cetera, et cetera. So this is a really important piece that people struggle with. Um, and I'm not exactly sure where the struggle is. I think that people maybe just don't understand some basic things, even just like basic things regarding lighting, right? Um, Tori, um, Tori, who is, I forget the, her complete handle, but Tori talked about this yesterday where like people are still taking photos and doing stuff like this backlit. You see me, right? And now look at the difference. Right. So just something so basic as that 
these are just very, very basic things for you to understand that are going to make such a world of difference in the way that your that your brand portrays itself and the experience that people have. This is one experience, and this is a whole other experience, right? Like this is a whole other experience versus this, right? You throw a little plant in the background or something like that, you good, right? Um, hey, Rick, what's up? So <clears throat> these are things to be thinking about, and your images are really important because above all, above the colors and above the fonts, your images are what really display emotion, right? And what really bring forth a feeling. Can you speak to that a little bit? Well, they say, you know, what is that picture is worth a thousand words? Um, you know, because it really, and I have, I have been around, so I've been on many photo shoots in the past year with you, and I've seen the evolution of your imagery. You know, me just watching the evolution of the imagery. Yeah. You know, when we were doing, when we were doing the, the products, you know, it was more warm. We had, right? We had you out on the sand. It was very warm. And then now we see, like, with, with, with what Nicolette does. So it's okay to change, y'all. It's okay to, like, don't, yes. don't, get, don't get so locked in. It's okay to change it. But really, truly, um, it's really such an opportunity to share more of who you are with people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, an image is there. It's in people, it stays there. And it's really almost people just project like their beliefs that there's something mm. to you and then they connect with it. So I think that's why you're speaking to the importance of it is that you, you, you might miss out on an opportunity for people to connect with you because you're in the shadows. Right. Literally like just turn 180 degrees, boo. <laughs> Just do the 180. Pivot, right? Pivots are huge. But even so, an image is just an opportunity for people to connect and people to decide, is, does, do I resonate with that? Because do, 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 that's what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Colors, fonts, and imagery is, like you said, building that, that trust. And now it's building that relationship. Yes. Do I, does, does this speak to me? Do, do I relate to this? And, you know, I think you've always been clear about it attracts who you want to attract. Mm -hmm. You've always been clear about our, your aesthetic. And you talk about aesthetic because, you know, it might not be for everybody. Right. But I have an idea in mind and I've seen the people that it's attracted to you. And they are very much aligned with who you are and what you say Afro yoga is. Mm -hmm. So it, it starts to work on its own for you. Mm. It, it takes on its own. You know what I mean? Come it on, takes Nicole. on its own, its own life, its spirit, its energy. And then it starts working. It does the work for you. So if you do the work up front, like you always talk about, if you do the work to identify these, your visual brand identity, that identity then goes out and, and does the work for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You totally, 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 totally nailed it. Um, I want to answer a couple of questions that we have back here. So folks are asking me, um, can I expand on the image? Should you get a photographer? Um, use yourself instead of stock photos to elevate your business. Do you recommend a photographer? So um, 
Yes. Yes, I do. Um, and here's the other thing though, too, is that you want to have a general, you don't want to completely defer to a photographer and not develop any of your own skills because the reality is for a lot of people, especially those starting out, you're not going to have the funds. I know I didn't for a while. Okay. Like we're in, we're almost three years in and I started to really now hire a photographer more consistently. And I'll give you guys some tips on how to, um, maximize your photo shoot experience, but you want to learn some basic things, learn how to, especially in this time, right? We're in our houses. People may or may not be willing to come to do a photo shoot for you, right? Depending on who, who you reach out to. So it may be more difficult now, um, or easier, who knows, to get a photographer. Nonetheless, some of the simple things are really important for you to know. And that is like the, the basic thing I just showed you where you have light coming towards you versus light behind you. I see so many people make that mistake. It's unbelievable. And it's like, yo, get to a motherfucking window, bro. Just get to the window, please. Please. <laughs> yeah. And the brand likes them. The brand doesn't want to work. The brand's like, I can't see him. <laughs> and so I can't really hear the message because my brand is like, Right. Exactly. So, um, um, what, what was I at? Sorry. I just blinked. Um, yeah, so we were answering the question about, yeah. So is it worth it to do the photographer? So yeah, you need to, you need to have some basic understanding of some of these things yourself. And the reason why I say that is, is twofold one so that you can, um, so that you can understand like how the, how the imagery is going to come forward, like how it's going to, how it's going to show itself. So you can maximize the opportunity that you have now being in your home or being, um, <laughs> Kenya, you were killing me with that water. Um, um, Lord have mercy. Okay. Um, Yes. And then when we got to Nicolette, a photographer, you were able to contribute. You were able to say, I'd like to try it this way. Yes. And then I think we're able to receive the feedback in a way, or we're able to say, like, a lot of, and y'all, y'all, y'all know your selfies. Everybody knows, like, me from down here, I really don't like this. Like, Nicole, for better, is like, like that. Like, <laughs> I like that better, right? So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you understand your angles, you know? Underst understanding your angles. That's right. And play around, right? Like, um, take the time to play around and get a phone stand. You know what I'm saying? Get a phone stand and a timer. Um, try out different lighting in your home. Go to different windows in your home. Look at different times of the day. How do different, how does it vary when I take an image of myself in the evening versus when I do it in the morning time, right? So um, you want to look at these different things and, and just play and get familiar with what it, what it is like to take photos and just see what's working. Um, and then like Nicole said, and kind of what I was getting to is that, yes, with that information, then you can better help direct or guide a photographer to give you what it is that you want. And some people may not have that vision as clear to say, this is the type of image that I want. 
But what I highly recommend is to do something like a mood board. And this is something that I recommend my clients, like my web design clients, because photography is so important. I always tell them, absolutely invest in a photographer for your website. Don't be out here putting up, don't be out here putting up uh, iPhone photos on your website, please. Unless you have like super high level HD, like the shit is super fly, like it looks crisp. Don't do it. Um, because again, we're talking about trust, right? So a lot of people will be like, well, I don't understand how come I'm not, people aren't showing up to my online classes, or I don't understand why no one's buying from me. Or, you know, I can't make money off Instagram. Like these people is a fraud. They lying, you know, no boo. You need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Okay. Um, well, you might already be wrecking yourself. So you, then you need to check yourself. And so the, the reality is what, what sometimes when I, when I read these comments and I'm like, well, let me just look at this person's feed. And then I'm like, bro, no wonder the graphics look terrible. You know, there's no, there's no images of you. I don't even know who I'm going to be doing this class with, or like, there's very, or you're like, your picture is super far away and I can't even get a sense of your face or who you are. Like, I don't trust you to go then book a class with you. So being able to have a more upfront and personal relationship with your audience is required if you want people to trust you and buy from you. Um, and that doesn't, that is going to require you to step outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Because at this stage in the game of where we are with, um, with online, everything is going to be critical for people to get a sense of who you are, to, to yeah. get a sense they of your values. Your per- so, sorry. They have more options now more than ever. Yes. And so what does this, what's going to separate you or what's going to a whole other conversation, but that's real. People aren't thinking about that. Yeah. You're, you're making it hard on yourself just by telling people what to do. I had a consult with a client yesterday, a business, a local business here in Sacramento, and they were telling me that they were not having the engagement that they would like. And when I looked at their captions, it's like, well, you're not asking the right questions. You're not, um, you're not asking the type of questions that are going to engage your audience. You're leaving things on the table by not you have to tell people what you want them to do. So if I want you to come to my class, I'm not going to say you can join me if you like, or if you're free on Saturday, join me. I'm going to tell you, here's the link in the bio to register for my class. Be direct, straightforward, and clean, crispy, clean with it. Because 
you, people just, you, you can't assume that people are going to understand whatever it is you have to say. You have to be very direct and be very clear with people on what, what the next step is. Um, good morning, Leslie. So just getting back to the photographer question, play around with it yourself, just with what you have, because that's going to be good for you, especially if you're just starting. Learn how to do a little flat lay or learn how to set up your phone in a way, get a phone stand and learn how to set up your phone in a way where it can take a picture of you maybe on your laptop, or you can get a timer if you have a camera and have the little clicker in your hand. A lot of your favorite blogger people do this and then just have a little clicker in their hand that they're hiding in their, in their pose or whatever, you know? Um, but people are out here doing it. So I don't want to hear the excuses quite frankly. And, um, you have the resources. There are so many free resources out here. The reality is I'm going to be real straight up with you. People are lazy and they don't want to do the work. That's the bottom line. Um, if you want to have a successful business, you need to understand these, these principles of color, font, images, and brand visual identity. So important. Um, you need to have that established for people to, to get to know you, for people to like you, for people to trust you. And when people know, like, and trust you, they will buy from you. Given, given, given that you will, given that you have given them a, a clarity on what you offer, right? So they need to understand very clearly what you offer and how they can, how they can purchase it. So it's very important um, that you have these things in place and it makes a huge difference. And for me, you know, from when I started to show up more on my feed up close and personal, the game changed for me. I could tell there was a before and after in the way that I connected with my audience, in the way that my, my audience got to know more about me as I shared little by little pieces of my story this is really important. So in addition to, you know, this is the visual identity and what pairs with the visual identity is now your content and what you are, your messaging, what you're talking about, what are you about? What is your story? What services do you offer? Why do you offer them? Why does it matter? How is it going to help me? Right. These are all things that then pair up with this visual aspect that you create. It has to match. Yes. It needs to match. It's like playing go fish. I always say it's like playing go fish. Bonjour or bonne nuit. Somebody's here from France. Um, so yes, learn and play around with your own camera and do what you can do on your own. But yes, when the time comes and if you have the funds, especially for a website, absolutely invest in a photographer for a website. Unless you, you got it locked like all the way and... I would say I have it pretty under control and I still would rather invest in a photographer to, um, to make sure that I get the best images for my website. But when you're talking about your Instagram feed, if you're starting off fresh, do what you can with what you have, get some apps that will assist you in editing, um, so that you have a consistent edit all the time, choose a particular filter. If you're like on Visco or whatever, use the same filter over and over, um, and have just that consistency in what you're bringing in your brand. I'm seeing a lot of hearts. This must be touching some souls. Um, so, <laughs> so that, all that is really, really super duper important. Okay. So let me give you, well, actually, let me first ask if you guys have questions and Nicole, if you want to jump in on anything, let me know. I mean, as you're talking, I think what, what I, what I, what we always want people to do is at the end of the day, make sure it's you, right? You, you know, and everything that you do, um, the more, the more that it, it truly is you, the easier it will be. So when we talk about, you know, don't, there's no excuses and people are lazy, 
And, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with, like, imposter syndrome. True. A lot of people just think, you know, oh, they have, you have your imagination. You, you got inspired. And then when you go to lay it out, if it doesn't look like what you wanted to look the first few times, don't look at it as, I, I can't get it right. Just look at it as, okay, not yet. Not there yet. No, try that. Didn't work. You know, be easy with yourselves. I always try to remind people when you're doing something new, it's going to take a minute. Angie and I started talking about attitude. To this day, she's like, I just don't understand why you don't have a page to pull and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, it's not that I'm lazy. It's just that I know my attention has been elsewhere and I just haven't been able to really, like, just breathe on it. So it's like, maybe just go take a walk in nature. You know what I mean? And just find five things that either take a picture of those five things and then bring them home or if they're leaves, bring them home, send them on the table mm-hmm. and just let them talk to you. Yeah. You know, like if you want to get that process going, if you're, or if you want to spruce up what you already have, just spend some time with things that you, that naturally speak to you. Yes. When you go to do it, your brain won't have to work hard to remember what's my brand. You won't have to work hard. You will just be like, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. And she does it all the time. She's like, yeah, that's going to work. Because it's such a part of who she is versus it being separate. So yes. Girl, you spoke to it right there. All of this stuff, it, like you said earlier, like I love the colors that are in my brand, and I and, I, and I'm always on brand because I actually buy colors in the buy my clothing in the colors that I like, so I'm wearing them, right? But that's part of me being authentic to to myself, right? And so authenticity becomes huge because it does facilitate the possibilities for you to for it to be seamless, right? Because there's a very thin line between who you are as an individual and who your brand is. You know, especially if you're doing something like pers- like coaching or being a yoga instructor or somebody in the wellness space where you have a very personal relationship with your offering, it's you, boo. It's you. So you yeah. want to be able to convey that. And the more close that that is authentically to who you are, the easier it is going to be for you to convey that. Um, some great ways to sort of get kickstarted in the brainstorm area are to save photos into collections or just save them, you know, like bookmark them from Instagram. So you can literally create, so we'll move into the tips, right? So um, you can create a collection, which will, um, that you can, as you bookmark images, you'll see a, you'll see a button that says save to collection. And you can literally create a collection of images that are like photo inspo or like, you know, um, brand inspo, right? And you can begin, let's say you're like, well, I don't know about my colors and I don't know about my images and I don't know about these fonts. Start by just bookmarking the things that you're drawn to. And I was listening to a talk by Dion Ivory, who's an amazing photographer um, and activist and all kinds of stuff. And she spoke to how as she started to, you know, um, save images and, you know, create a Pinterest board or a mood board, she started to see a pattern in the type of images that she liked. So you're going to start to see a pattern with the things that you're drawn to, the colors that you're drawn to. And although that may change over time, because at different times we're drawn to different colors, um, you're gonna see a pattern in like, ooh, the type of images that you like, or you know, the style or the edit, you're gonna start to see a pattern. And that's gonna inform you on what you're naturally drawn to and what you like. So then those are things that you can use as inspiration to create your own version of that thing. And the beauty of that is because you love it and because you feel it and you're close to it, 
it's going to be easy for you to, um, it's going to be easier for you to try to recreate that in your own way because there's already an emotion there of like, oh, this is how I want it to feel. And then so when you create those images and you get those images, you're going to be like, oh my God, this is exactly how I wanted this to feel. Now, my own images are, are evoking in me the same feeling that these images that were my inspiration invoked in me. And that's how you know. Yes. Um, okay. A couple of questions here. So uh, what photo editing apps do you recommend? Which apps do I suggest for starters? So um, I actually don't edit my photo. Originally, when I was editing my photos, I was using a cons consistent editing. Um, sorry, y'all. I was using a consistent edit on my um, iPhone. Um, I was using like a dramatic cool filter and I would tweak it. Uh, you can use Visco. Um, you can use, there's an app that I love called InShot where I edit videos and it allows me to put, um, it allows me to do um, editing over videos. Uh, so InShot is a great app that I really love. That's great to create, you know, uh, more elevated stories. Um, so th those are a couple apps that I would say InShot, Visco, you know, those are a couple that you can start off and use. You can also just use the app, the, um, the, the app, uh, la, la. the filters that are embedded in your iPhone or in your smartphone. You can kind of tweak and play with those. Yeah. InShot is awesome. Um, practice your yama, satya, practice being true to who you are. Absolutely. Satya, truthfulness. Be true to yourself. You know, we've talked about this in the first eight episodes. We went over a bunch of the different yamas and the yamas, and we absolutely talked about authenticity and being true to who you are and all that stuff. So feel free to go back to those episodes. It's the Afro Yoga Podcast anywhere you stream. Um, so do y'all have questions, additional questions? Is that all making sense? Let me know if you have any specific questions and I will answer them for you. Me and Nicole will answer them for you. This has been a good talk so yeah, far. I think you laid it out. I think you got to it. Yeah. You know, colors, fonts, and images. And these things, when put together, will convey to your audience a, a feeling, an experience, an energy that will inform them on what you're about, what you do, and whether or not they want to be in relationship to what you offer. Um, are there any books you would recommend in regards to this? Um, no. So I, I don't think that this is a book thing. This is a practice thing. Um, this is not something you can read about. This is something you have to practice. So some ways that you can work on developing this. I, I highly recommend my Canva masterclass. It's a three hour recorded masterclass where I teach you all of my design tips and tricks that I use in Canva. Um, hey, Vanessa, we're talking about brand, brand visual identity. We're talking about brand visual identity, y'all. Um, so the Canva masterclass is going to give you literally all of my designs, like literally my design secrets, like 100%. Like I design for all my clients in Canva. I have made thousands. When I say thousands, I mean thousands of dollars from the things that I have designed in Canva and the masterclass. Look, Noelle, <laughs> Megan is telling you well with Noelle. She's one of my mentees. She went through the decolonizer teaching mentorship program. She is crushing it on the ground right now. 
Um, and she has done amazing in creating the graphics that are really bringing her brand completely to life. So, so, so amazing. So the masterclass is big time. Um, you also have a free Instagram guide that you can get when you hit the work with me tab in my bio link, or you can go to afroyoga.org forward slash academy. There's a free Instagram guide in there that's going to teach you how to create, plan, um, and schedule branded content for the gram. So it's going to talk about some of these things we talked about with colors, fonts, and images. It's going to give you a simple five-step process from how to go basically from ideation to execution. It's absolutely free. It's 10 pages, like get in where you fit in. So those are two things that you can really lean into. Um, Shauna was one of my clients too. We did a one-on-one uh, console and the masterclass helped immensely. She's crushing it with her graphics now too. She got the Canva masterclass as well. She's um, doing decolonized work around decolonizing your bookshelf and what you're reading, doing amazing work. So y'all, the resources are out here. Um, the masterclass is only $97. I Trust me, it's going to go up. Um, and people are getting so much value. So the beauty of, of right now too, is that you have the opportunity to take classes and courses from people who know what they're doing and not have to go to school for it or not have to go in debt for it. And you can learn these things and then get to work and start practicing. These are all things when I talk about all of this, it's not really something that you can read about. You got to jump in there and start and start playing and get to work. The photo editing apps, uh, InShot and Visco are two that you can use. InShot I use for editing videos and uh, Visco is a great way to get like some preset filters. You can buy presets from other people. Um, Mel, who's on here, was also another one of my mentees who was in the, who took the masterclass. Trust me, y'all. <laughs> Trust me, you would be doing yourself a big favor and saving yourself literally thousands of dollars on a designer from the things that you're gonna learn in that masterclass, hands down. And that's not from me. Like, that's literally people telling me, like, yo, you saved me thousands of dollars with what I learned in your class. Like, facts. So. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to start off. It doesn't have to be everything. You know, if you, if you take the Canva class and if you, if you tweak one or two things, I think it's what you say. It's that practice. It's just getting in the game. Mm -hmm. get, your, get in the pool. Jump in the water. Yes. So to speak. It doesn't mean you're going to. You know, try to figure. I think a lot of people start saying, "Well, okay, I got to do this, 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 this," and then you get overwhelmed. Yes. Or you start to feel like, okay, and then you start to 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 distract yourself from the overwhelmment. You'll start becoming a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Because that's what the brain does. The brain goes, "Oh, you're overwhelmed, so let's nitpick every little thing because mm. that's a distraction from the overwhelmment." Mm. So really, just say, okay, I'm going to take the Canva class. Clear, clear, try to clear your mind as much as you can and just let it so give versus I'm going to take the Canva class so I can talk, 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 talk. Yeah. No. Just be just open. Take the Canva class because I'm curious. I, I, hey, let, let me see what other people are learning. And I think when you take the edge off of it, you know, you can kind of go into it with a more, because your brain, your brain can't learn if you're constantly thinking about, you know, well, I hope I get this out of this. I hope I get this out of this. I I, I need to know how to do this because I in order to do that. So even while you're in the class, you won't really receive it as well as if you just go in it like, okay, I'm gonna learn something new today. You yeah. know, a lot of people are learning new things right now in quarantine. I'm gonna Big learn time. how to put this. I'm gonna I can learn change for the first time because I just can't yes! <laughs> But I was like, it didn't look hard. I, 
enjoyed the process. A relaxed brain is the best way to learn. Come on. Because now your prefrontal cortex is up, and and there's you you can receive things. You know, get your journal, take your notes, and just let, like a, it's like a yoga class. Your, your best time to learn is when you're relaxed. If you are on alert, if you are anxious, and you're feeling like I gotta get this because if I don't get this, and I got this deadline, then you're you're only gonna get like a fraction. Mm-hmm. Of what what you would get if you just say, "I'm learning a new skill. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweak something. I hope I get this. I hope and I don't even put any that. expectation on yourself, right? To like, it doesn't. There doesn't have to be a specific outcome. Just allow yourself to be there for the sake of being there. Um, yeah. My phone battery is getting ready to die, and I want to make sure that this live gets saved. Um, do I recommend any sites other than Canva? Honestly, Canva is the holy grail. Period. It's the holy grail. I don't recommend another app when it comes to designing, at least thus far. Their, their, their expansiveness in terms of the, the possibilities and opportunities that you have, in addition to the constant rollout of new features, is unmatched, I feel, and um, is catching up to so many other design platforms, even like stuff like Illustrator and Photoshop. You're talking about some serious, serious um, opportunities, and I think that it's just a matter of people just don't know how to use it fully, which is why I wanted to do the masterclass, because people just don't understand the full functionality of it. If you understand everything you can do in there, you will crush it when it comes to, to designing, period. Okay, loves, um, thank you for tuning in. Next week, we are going to be talking about community building. So as we talk about building our brand, visual identity, et cetera, et cetera, what does that look like now into the next step of actually building our community with everything we've done? So we hope to see you next week. You can catch this uh, replay on the Afro Yoga podcast, anywhere you stream podcasts. We are looking forward to having you next week and have a beautiful rest of the day. Yes, yes. All right. Bye, y'all.